Hi everyone, it's Dana here with just a quick announcement up top. We have recently started a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash meddling. I'll talk a little bit more about it during the mid-break, but for the moment, we actually have a few folks who've already signed up, and so Chris is going to do some shout-outs for y'all, so big thanks. Hey guys, just have a few shout-outs today for our newest patrons and our first patrons. We have Kenneth Shaughnessy, Lissosuke, Stephen Jennings, Pacific S. Obadiah, Robo Ghost World, and Miss Chaotic Evil. Thank you guys so much. Your support means a lot, especially since we're, you know, we're still just starting out. And if you wish to donate to us, you can find us at patreon.com slash meddling. That's patreon.com slash meddling. Enjoy the rest of the show. The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously on Meddling with Monsters. Like no one's paying me to do this. That I know of. Unless like my mind's been wiped or something. All the blood splashes out over the map again, except now it's no longer a map of Sminfidge. It is words. And the words say the following. The cliffside beacons, burning sight, a sailor's great relief. Sear me in its unmasked light to find the ocean's teeth. Would that not be the lighthouse? All right, we're breaking into the lighthouse. I am Trisha Haywood. I'm with the, the Green Corporation. Uh, take one of our cards just so that you can contact us. As Andy is stuffing the card back into his pocket, you get like a glance at it. It has like a weird glint to it for a second before he shoves it back into his pocket. You look out the window and pulled up near the shack next to some of the other vehicles is a large white van with a bright green leaf logo on the side of it. In between the muggy and hot humidity of a New England summer and the brisk and crisp cool of a New England fall, there is a somewhat awkward middle period. The air isn't quite as sticky and oppressive as it is during summer's peak, but it nonetheless hangs there, indecisive about how to proceed, unsure of what it will do or what it will be next. You, Ashton, do not have the luxury of such indecisiveness. The security and obscurity of your shack has been violated once today already by a hellhound attack. And now by another intruder, a stark white van with a bright green emblem of a leaf plastered on its side. You do not know the intent of whoever is inside, only that their presence represents an intrusion into your valuable privacy. What do you do? So we're still inside. You're still currently inside. That's correct. But I saw them through the uh, door window. Yeah. So the sequence of events that happened was M pointed out that there was the van outside and was asking Tempest if they were followed. But I'm kind of giving this to you, Ashton, a little bit because this is sort of your space. 
Got it. All right. So first he will like look back to everyone since he's at the door and he'll just be like, everyone stay perfectly still, be very quiet. And someone hold Slurpee so that she doesn't start scampering around. M immediately stops to scoop and pick up Slurpee and kind of hold her. And also M is just staring daggers at you, Tempest, just like super annoyed. Although they're not going to move or make noise because they were told not to. They they um, shrug in their direction, but remain still. They just the, the look of why the fuck would anyone have followed me on their face? Yeah. And then how far away are they from the door? Um, so no one's gotten out of the car just yet. They just pulled up. Um, they just kind of pulled up. All right. What Ashton will do is he will take two of his fingers and he will shove them down his throat, causing him to puke. Mew. <laughs> There's probably a moment. Everyone's probably surprised. Slurpee tries to struggle out of Vim's arms to go probably lick up the throw up as dogs are wont to do. Oh. And M kind of holds them back and then just briefly stops staring daggers at Tempest to look at you, Ashton, like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, so he'll puke on the floor and you'll see the, the bits of chalk that he swallowed the past couple of times. Oh my God. Will be like laying in the sludge and stuff, but they won't be like the white chalk anymore. They will actually be pure black and he will look at it for a second and he'll wipe his face and he'll be like ah, someone uh someone clean that up that's uh what that's a uh, necessary and then he will open the door and if anyone catches a look where he's been making the chalk marks on the door uh the past couple of ones will be completely gone uh that he's okay. made for the rest of the group and he will this walk out. Intriguing. He'll walk out onto the front porch. Cassandra, when Ashton does all that, your, I don't want to call it spidey sense, but your, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call your it. Spooky sense. Spooky your spooky sense. sense starts to kind of go off and you have a feeling, like a loose feeling of something bad might happen, but no specifics. And I'm going to want you to roll hunches. Before you roll, I want to talk a little bit for both kind of the other player's sake and mm-hmm. as a reminder to you and for the audience. We came up with something because Cassandra's whole deal is that they can predict accurately what's going to happen, but they're not often believed. And so we wanted to find a way to make that a little bit more of a mechanical part besides just a story part. Mm -hmm. So what you and I came up with is I believe when you use magic, especially when it's using it to try to find out or a hunch's roll like this, anything related to your abilities, you can, before you make the roll take a plus one forward on that roll, which just means that you'll take a minus one forward on the next manipulate someone roll that you do. Do you want to do that here? Ooh. Okay, yeah. So plus one to the hunches roll in exchange for negative one to uh, manipulate. Okay. Do you want to do that? Uh, yeah. Okay, so take plus one on this hunches roll, which I think is plus weird. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it is plus weird. Oh, that's a plus three. That is a... 10. All right. Yeah, that's that's actually great because the plus one really made a difference there. So on a 10 plus, you knew where you needed to go Mm -hmm. just in time to get there. Yeah. When you get a sense of what the bad thing that's about to happen, is it actually more of a visual thing? Is it just a a sense? Like, what do you get as information? Like it's an almost like if it's an instinct, like that feeling you get in your gut when you feel like something bad is going to happen. Yep. Exactly. And it's like, 
knows where to go. Okay, you get a feeling in your gut and you know whatever is in that van is not necessarily going to try to physically attack Ashton, but they are going to do something that is going to put um, all of you in like a very compromised position. And they're going to try to give Ashton something and you need to try to either prevent that from happening or neutralize the thing it is that they're going to give him. I'm going to have to make some stupid decisions. <laughs> uh, leave that to Dane. I got you. God. <laughs> Cassandra just looks at Dane and says, I got a feeling and then disregards Ashton's advice and starts attempting to follow him out the door. Okay. She's not running out the door. They're more like this quicker pace, but like still trying to like catch his attention. So while this is happening inside, Em is kind of still sort of trying to hide away from wherever she would be visible while holding Slurpee and still just sort of like generally trying to monitor the situation, but also still just just all the body language and everything suggests that they're very annoyed with you, Tempest. <laughs> it's like, what? What is, what's, what's happening? You fucked up is what's happening. How did I fuck up? This, why would anyone have followed me back did here? Did you not see how paranoid I was earlier? You were making a big deal about it then. Did that not suggest anything to you? Did, it, did anything happen while you were doing clam science? Anything weird? Well, like clam related or generally? Just like this related, you idiot. <laughs> I don't know, some weird lady came up to talk to the scientist I'm working with, but that's that all. That didn't seem significant to you to mention before you showed up back here? No. God damn it, fucking amateur hour over here. Look, there are plenty of people from whatever environmental organizations always trying to kind of figure out what just, you're doing. Just, just shut up for now. Just stay over there. Don't do anything. We cut back over to Ashton and Cassandra. So Ashton, you look back and Cassandra is walking out behind you. Out of the van hops out a woman in a suit. If you were looking out, Tempest, you would recognize this as the same woman you encountered mm -hmm. earlier. I think we said her name was Trisha something. Trisha mm -hmm. Haywood, I believe, was the name I provided. Tempest, you're not in a position to relay this information or act on it. Ashton, you look back and you see Cassandra has joined you despite your instructions. He will take a second to process this. And uh, in his mind, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll just uh, mutter to her, like without looking at her, he'll go, play alone. And he'll put his arm around her. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to remember that Ashton's very angry when people do this to him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> do you play along, Cassandra? Cassandra's face does not change. It's that same, like, just blank, tired face, but Ashton could just feel the, like, exasperation from this. It's like, ah. Uh. And attempts to, like, communicate to him. I have a very, very bad feeling about this. As the two of you are there doing your best, I guess, American Gothic <laughs> deal here, <laughs> the woman gets out of the car and she comes up. Hi there, are you the owners of this property? Uh, that would just be me, sorry. Uh... Yeah, right. Hi, I'm Trisha Haywood from the Greenleaf Corporation. Never heard of you. We are actually doing some renovation and conservation projects in the area. And I guess I'll, I'll kind of be direct. Uh, we're thinking of turning this local forest into a conservation area. However, um, we're, we're going around to the property owners in the area and we'd, we'd like to buy your property if it's uh, for sale. 
he'll 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 grin like how I just did, uh, and like a grin like you you can't be fucking serious, <laughs> like, um, and then he will he'll clear his throat and he'll go, ah, uh, right, um, it's funny I've never I didn't hear about any uh, what what did you say the name of your company was again? The the Greenleaf Corporation. Greenleaf Corporation, not very well thought out name. Um, yeah, I've never heard of uh, this whole ordeal. Was there a meeting at like town hall or something, or did I just miss out on a memo? We actually did have uh, a couple of town hall meetings last month, but we're also you know, it's totally fine if you haven't heard of us before. That's kind of the the point of making first contact. I totally am not expecting any types of big decisions. Um, I've just been going around the area, you know, want, I know the whole like big corporation thing kind of, uh, kind of intimidating. So I just wanted to put like a, a human face to it. Um, yeah. we, uh, you know, I, if you want, I can come inside. We can actually discuss, uh, you know, a little bit more like, uh, terms. It's a, it's a pretty generous offer. I can assure you of that. Yeah. Um, that would be great, but, uh, today's not really a, a good day for that, um, we just uh, we lost someone in the family. Um, oh, oh God, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, no, uh, no it's it's I... not your fault. No, really, it's fine. Um, it. How about this? We lost it... uh, Jim Henson. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jim! <laughs> it was too beautiful to die. And yet, too beautiful to live, as it would start turning out. God damn it! Um, she's like I. I'm so sorry. I, I hope this isn't crass. Um, if no, it's fine. It's if fine. you want to take some time to think, I'll just give you uh, my card. And as soon as she goes to reach for that card, you're in the gut sense. Cassandra starts flaring up again. Cassandra like just tries to nudge Ashton and give him a look. I'm like, don't take it. <laughs> He'll acknowledge it by nudging her back, and he will hold out his hand to take the card. <laughs> <sighs> Technically, there is a PC v. PC manipulate someone, but I tend to rather resolve these narratively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Cassandra, you see Ashton, despite what you've just said, go out and reach out for the card mm-hmm. and take it. My information is on there, and we'll be in touch. Please, I'm sorry about your loss. I don't want to interfere anymore, but just give me a, a call whenever you're ready. Right, right. And he will, like, hold it in his hand. He's not putting it in his pocket or anything. He's just holding it out, like, in front of okay. him. Okay. Well, it was... uh. It's nice to hear about all this before, uh, you know, wrecking crews or whatever you you folk do uh, come in. But uh, thank thank you for uh, you know making me known about that. Uh, oh, of course. Again, we want to put a, a human face to all of this endeavor. We're and you know to be clear, we're not buying this up for like we're not destroying anything. This is we're gonna try to make a um, conservation of the surrounding forest in order to protect the indigenous wildlife. Right, right. I mean, that's really the you know the mission of the the Greenleaf Corporation behind a lot of our our yeah, projects. Yeah, I mean the the wildlife around here though is it's kind of dangerous, wouldn't you think? I mean, all the more reason to you know give it a natural area to call its own. Mm-hmm. Right. Well. All right. Well, off you pop. Go on. <laughs> she seems a little bit taken aback by your sort of. Off you pop, <laughs> but she does get back in the car. Cassandra, I think you might recognize the driver. It's uh, in the same way as it was for Tempest. It's the person you saw earlier in mm. the archives. The two of them drive off, and you're once again left 
They are out of sight. Uh, yeah, you can say they're out of sight. They turn the corner, they're out of sight. You are left holding the card, though. All right. Ashton will reach into his cloak, or his, uh, cloak. His, his cloak. <laughs> He's got he will cloak. reach into one of his pockets and he will pull out one of those old timey lighters and he will proceed to burn the card or at least attempt to. I think you start to and it catches fire for a bit and then it's still whole in your hand. Ah, God damn it. Cassandra, how do you feel? Because you actually attempted to avoid this being an issue whatsoever and they sort of disregarded you. Cassandra. Is not surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. All right, we can't go inside with this. Uh, Cassandra holds out their hand for the car. It's like, let me try. All right. Think, uh, think obliterate thoughts. Is that how your <laughs> power works? Just... It's like pixie dust, but destructive. <laughs> <laughs> Cassandra grabs it and just attempts to rip it in half. It resists. Simply a physical action doesn't seem to do anything. All right. Okay. I guess it is time for obliterating uh, magic thoughts. Yeah. Cassandra would... I mean, the first thing in Cassandra's mind is to try to destroy this thing. Sure. You know? Uh, Yeah. So I would try to use magic to, like, destroy it. I guess when you say like use magic to try and destroy it, what do we like physically see Cassandra do? Do you get something out of the bag? Do you like focus on it for a sec? For an object as small as this, something Cassandra can hold in their hands, Cassandra will just really focus magical energy. This is probably loosely under banish a spirit curse. Yeah. Uh, so and so. Alrighty. So then, Andy's got one of those. <laughs> yeah, Andy does. <gasps> oh, he does. No. All right, that's weird. You need to get rid of this one as much as possible. Ashton will explain himself later. Defend Andy. That is an 11. All right, yeah. You described to me. I'll let you, you know, take the reins here. What what happens to the card? So what happens is, is that you have this black fire start to, like, appear around the edges of the card. Even, like, with Ashton nearby, Ashton doesn't feel any heat. This is a cold fire. Uh, I love that. Okay. And it just eats up the card? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. You watch as a black flame. Unlike your traditional lighter flame, Ashton, it is able to just sort of eat this card up. And as it gets eaten up, a little bit of ash sort of rises into the air and gets carried off by a little bit of a breeze. Cassandra, that sort of ucky feeling in your gut sort of alleviates as this thing is burnt out, which, you know, reaffirms that you have done the right thing to prevent a problem. (sighs) Right then. Oh. Well, I'm going to finish making my sandwich now. Um, Because, you know... Puke, uh, throwing up really empties one's stomach. Ah, uh, you want anything? What was what was the point of you throwing up? <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Special precautions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is the door left open, Ashton? No, it's closed. Yeah, he closed it behind him. You just hear a clump, and then you hear, oh, shit. 
And inside Tempest, you and Dane watch as Slurpee finally just manages to wriggle free from M's grass and begins uh, lapping up like all oh. of the... Oh, God. All the deposits on the ground. Stomach. Oh, she's going to have an upset stomach. Dane shrugs. It just... (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) What the fuck? All right. Ashton will, uh, I guess Cassandra is going to follow or something, but he'll go back up to the door and he'll take one last look behind him to make sure that, like, they didn't stick around or there's nobody watching in the bushes or anything. Yeah. um, I'm going to say there's not... Uh, I won't even make you roll read a bad situation. I'd rather just okay. move forward from this. And then uh, this time, even though the marks are gone from when he had to let everyone into the house, yeah. he just opens the door. And if Cassandra walks in as well, nothing happens. She can just go ahead in. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Are we allowed to move and talk now? Yep. Uh, just some uh, really shitty con artist or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh had a magical card. Uh, I'm s- magical? Yeah. When you say that, M's face kind of gets a little bit worried. What did you do with it? Burn it. Oh, we, uh, like, yeah, it pretty much. We uh, did, did you say anything before you, like, burned it or whatever? No, <laughs> I just swore a bit. Wait, 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 hold, hold up, hold up. Just, like, what kind of a card? All right, so you know how there are these, uh, he'll, like, squat and, like, move Slurpee out of the way while he's there, so, like, if there's, like, I imagine it's just, like, a wet spot on the ground now, but, Uh, like, he'll just, like, pet Slurpee and stuff while he's talking to Tempest. All right, imagine a, uh, how the government, it can, uh, bug a room, right? Yeah, like, put a listening device Remember, Ashton doesn't know what cell phones are. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, you imagine that. Okay, now turn that into a card. That is undestroyable by any means. <laughs> they put their head in their hands and go, Andy has one of those fucking cards. Was that what the? F- was that what she wanted? We should relieve Andy of that card. Wait, wait, what? What? You, wait. Say that again. They like sigh and like, oh god, I'm I'm doing it, and you can't see me. That thing where you like put your head back because you're really tired. It's like when we were doing the investigation. Investigation. No. What am I saying? Words. When we were doing clam the investigation. Clam science. <laughs> we were doing clam science, and this weird lady from some environmental corporation or whatever shows up like you know the you know how it is where they are doing all these green things to buy oil on the side anyway to give andy her card and ask about the fishery health in the area i thought she was weird but like that you know that happens sometimes did, did anything look did anything look weird about the card no, I didn't really see it. He d- he just put it in his pocket, but it looked I'm like I'm going to actually interject briefly here. You d- I did didn't I? tell you I in that remember. moment that it looked a little funny. I asked <laughs> you if you wanted to do anything and you said no. No. Oh, I didn't remember that. Then that, <laughs> then they will they will relate that. That was my memory, not theirs. Um, I think, yeah, I actually like that. Maybe you say like, no, then you're like, well, actually, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you say a that, little like, strange. I don't know. M just throws up their hand and turns around and like, fuck. Fucking, okay, from here on out, anything that you see that, that, you know, doesn't initially make sense, 
to your fancy little science or whatever seems remotely off, you fucking tell us, okay? Okay? Why? Ashton will, like, put a hand on M's shoulder and just be like, all right, calm down, Greeny. Yeah, getting a little you bit too heated. No, you don't understand, okay? Like, this isn't... M? Okay, fine. <laughs> I didn't exactly yeah, get much of a chance. So, as much as you're freaking out over Tempest on this... The other three of us, and she mentioned motions to herself, Dane, and Ashton, are also extremely out of the loop. We don't know what this corporation is doing. We don't know what they're a front for, if anything, at that. You seem to know a lot. So, you're going to tell us now since, well, this seems to be a pretty big deal. All right. I... Okay, so you don't know much about the whole the gold green. Y'all are just totally out of the loop on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, they haven't interacted with them a ton, but they've just been around uh, a lot of the jobs and things that I've been investigating, and they just seem to have access to resources that your standard corporation shouldn't have access to, like our friendly little card bug, whatever the hell. Um, and I don't know, whatever, whatever they're doing, like, I've just, they're just around, and, and it's just, okay, I know, you know how I said earlier that, like, I knew Dane wasn't going to kill me because he didn't have that look in their eye. In the broad corporate eyeball sense, they have that look, that feeling about them. Like, I just don't trust it. Um, I'm, and they look at you, Tempest, like, I'm sorry for blowing up at you, but I told you if you're not careful, you are going to get us and also possibly yourself killed, Okay. I think they are like, that's fine. I just, how do you tell if someone's even following you? How are you, no, I don't know the things you guys know. That's fine. That's the point. Stop acting like, stop acting like you're, you're better. Like, you know, stuff in this situation. Just listen. They do not respond. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, just paranoid. Uh, yeah, um, but you guys destroyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking dusted it. Okay, that's something. <laughs> Do you know what it... Look, you guys don't know Andy. I barely know Andy, but he's a really decent guy, and he's really helped me out with this. What's going to happen to him? Well, ah, uh, basically, if he takes a shit, everyone will know about it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone at the corporation thing at least everything that he now does should be being relayed to them then again is that could a just be theory a weird magical card that does something else wait the the fucking moon um so you said that this corporation where i'm assuming where whenever you go to investigate something going on about monsters that they're there yeah, I mean, they've been getting... I'm kind of surprised, don't take this wrong, I'm just surprised y'all haven't heard of them. They're kind of a big uh, deal, like, they're like this big, you know, like, 
green org, you know, they're, they're trying to, they've got their fingers in a lot of different, um, a lot of different businesses and areas. And their whole big thing is like, you know, conservation, keeping everything green, like, you know, green production and stuff. Um, I don't know why that has them like going around, um, to these other, you know, places or whatever, but they keep showing up and they're just like, they were at the, you know, they were at the archives the other day. And what if, I mean, you had a point for what, yeah. go ahead. What if they're looking for the same creature we are? Like you said, the common denominator in this thing is that they were there when there were reports, when there were reports of a monster or hunches of a monster. Maybe that's why they went to go contact Andy because Andy, you know, has, is it would be the one going out in the water. You know, oh. if, if he sees anything suspicious and says it while well, he still has the card on him, then they have that. I think it, at this moment, Tempest will raise her hand a little. Um, I think he might actually. Like when we were out, um, he had me check his readings because he wasn't sure if it was accurate, but the title patterns are wrong. Like he said, like, as if something other than the moon was affecting the tides. Shit. Ooh, that's something big. I don't know how much you guys know about how the tides work, but normally they are formed by, like, planets? And moons? Mm. Yes, I'm familiar with how it works. In theory. So what the hell is that big? Whatever, Whatever we're, we're looking with. for. All right. Um, so what's the plan? Either get that card away from Andy or get to the creature before they do. All right, so we get to the creature and then promptly get eaten by it. What's, what's the plan when we get there? Go inside, tear it up. All right, that probably works pretty good for you, big guy, but some of us uh, don't exactly survive being swallowed by giant sea monsters. That's why you won't go in. I know one of the plans was to lure it into shallower waters to make it easier to fight. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to be an option. Uh, if it's affecting tides, uh, it's probably really damn big. Mm. I don't think... Uh, Shallower waters would still be pretty deep waters for us. Um. As a reminder, because it's been weeks for y'all, but hours for your characters, mm -hmm. you had a, a similar version of this conversation where one of the conclusions that you reached, Cassandra, was maybe you could try to teleport it. Right. Uh, and we actually talked about this. This would fall under, under the system, what's called big magic. Mm -hmm. And I need to remember what it was that I told you. It was parts... It was, it was definitely some monster parts. And that's why they went to Ashton. See, we're piecing it together. Yeah, okay, I had the list of things. It's all a puzzle. There's several lists because what you're trying to do is, is no small feat. All right, so you need to spend a lot of time, days or weeks, researching the magic ritual. You won't need weeks for this case, but you'll need a day or two maybe of sitting down and doing your homework a bit. So if you spent 
tonight, you know, doing some thinking and maybe a bit of tomorrow before the next evening, that would probably be enough time. Since I doubt that you've ever attempted anything quite this big with no. a teleport, I don't know that anyone <laughs> would have. Um, you need some rare and weird ingredients or supplies. I'll actually kind of leave that up to you what those specifically are, but it'll be up to you and Ashton to sort of look around for them. Mm-hmm. You need some folks to help. You Once you figure out kind of, I'll let you decide sort of how the spell will work, but I think no matter what, you're going to need like probably an extra pair of hands to assist you with however this is going to go. Yeah. And you might need to use magic at some point during the, the process to try to figure out how targeted you can make it. Mm-hmm. And it might have a tight of, uh, side effect. The other thing I wanted to say is an option that might help, this could sort of substitute for having to spend a lot of time preparing, would be to go out and just see what you're up against and then get out alive and come up with a plan. That would also be informative. Okay. So yeah, Cassandra like sort of relays, it, relays this. It's like, so we could take, or uh, we could take some time so I could get a very powerful teleportation spell prepared or risk it and encounter the creature ourselves so I know what I'm up against and able to, I guess, perform the spell better. Would it help to know where it is, like more definitively? That might help. Well, where it, where it could be, and then a location to teleport it. I think maybe I can help with the first part. Um, she gestured to you, Ashton, right? We have the, we get the map into the lighthouse. Uh, I think we might be able to like find a better way to locate where this thing is so we're not just going out in the ocean and waiting for something bad to happen. Right, ocean, uh, lighthouse, yeah. Bill, actually, I would need more of your help with this preparation. Um, I think it might be better if you took Dane for this, just in case anything happened. He can, uh, he can have your back. Okay. Um, that I will not turn down. Uh, a little bit of extra muscle. That's no problem there. Hmm. I would like to see this thing in person, and at present. So, okay, if 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 we get. If we get the map to work and it shows us where it is, what do you do? We go out after that immediately. Do we wait for y'all? What is the plan? Huh. No. Looks at Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Cassandra's thinking. Tempest is like looking like very, sort of like a puppy who knows they got in the trash. <laughs> Of like, I, 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 fuck, I fucked up. I really <laughs> fucked up. I'm going to be quiet. So there's just standing. Right, I like um, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think you think that you're wrong necessarily. You're probably no. still stubborn on that, but you do feel bad. They didn't. Because yeah, they, this was not on purpose yeah. and they don't know how they could have predicted it, but they still did still fuck up. So that's yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Um, so. Mm, and big guy. Going to the lighthouse. Yes. Got it. All right. And then me and uh, Miss Marvel over here are going to do weird magic stuff. Uh, and you, points over to Tempest. Uh, what am I doing? You do, you do stuff with us, so... Maybe, maybe uh, being surrounded by the slightly weirdest shit will get you used to it. Okay. Oh, I actually kind of like that's kind of cute in a weird sort of way. Yeah, they. Um, 
They will not argue. But uh, he'll get up. All right. So if you if you two find anything interesting, uh, make sure to at least take a picture of it if you can't take it back here. Uh, but yeah, once you find out something, come back here. If you get pulled into another reality, try to come back here. What if the other reality is better than this one? Impossible. I'm not there. Uh, it's... <laughs> but no, but then you would be there if we both go. <laughs> he just blinks. I'm just trying that to make beautiful. sure that we cover all the stipulations here since apparently that's important. Listen, just... When worse comes to worse, come back here. Uh, talk to us on the telegram or something. Uh... That's all I got. I mean, I will send Cassandra a text. Does my phone have a camera? <laughs> Pulls out the Nokia, <laughs> looks at it. Do Nokia's have cameras? Uh, probably a, a pretty shitty one, but yeah. <laughs> like really fucking pixelated. <laughs> Emma Dane sent a selfie from the Shadow Realm. <clears throat> 360p. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say um, a couple of things here to establish a setting, which I think will be good. You know, a lighthouse is only going to be on dur during when it's dark. That's and, true. You know, I think we established it's probably like five or six. It's probably going to get dark if it's, you know, late summer, early fall, probably going to get dark around seven to eight. Mm -hmm. However, to make things interesting, another thing that happens in late summer is that storms come in. That's true. And I think true. that the clouds have started to set in a little bit. So you know that it's probably going to get darker quicker, which actually is good for you in this case yeah. because it means the lighthouse will be on yeah. relatively soon. Okay. Are we looking at a man lighthouse? Because those are real rare. Um, it is a small mm, town. I don't think we would know it's yet. A, it's I a think small that, old. That's town. true. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Of course. We'll so there. the problem is that my most recent exposure to lighthouses is the film The Lighthouse, which is its <laughs> own whole deal. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the lighthouses I've been to. And I can't remember, God, the people are there to give the tours, but I don't know if they like are the ones who run the light or if it's automatic. But lighthouses are still functional, right? In a oh way yeah, like they still work, but so, like they, they don't have oil lamps anymore. There's an LED in there. And I'm not sure if it's yeah. turned on remotely or if a guy goes up there and flips a switch, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I could right. go, I could drive the half hour to the lighthouse that's that way, if you like. Manning a lighthouse would be such a cool job. Like, you haven't would. seen the lighthouse, then clearly. <laughs> um, God, mm. I gotta watch that tonight, then. I should so. watch that movie. Okay. Um, well, then, unless we got a, I don't see any reason to wait around. Then let's. You ready to go, big guy? In a moment, I will meet you outside. All right. Don't leave me hanging. No. They lean down. Uh, to sleep and go, who's the good girl? I'll be back with you. Don't worry. Who's the good girl? I'll be back. And they scratch him behind the tentacles, I guess, not the ears. And then they walk out uh, towards their car. Then we'll walk over to a part of the shack that is unoccupied or at least some distance away from Ashton and Cassandra. And from across the shack, go, Tempest. Yeah? Here. Come here. Okay. Yeah, they walk over. 
proceeds to piss on the floor. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. You just said you were walking into an unoccupied corner. And yeah, I was like, for a like an elevator. Shack, and then I was like, oh god, he's gonna talk? piss. <laughs> maybe they have a talk. Yeah. Right. Okay. Dane mm. will crouch. I know this is all new to you. It is scary, and it is unfamiliar, and you don't know how to process it, how to act, and that is normal. So I will give you some advice. Take everything you know, flip it on its head. Imagine that everyone has a motive. Everyone is something. A secret, a mystery, an enemy. Every one of them has something to hide. Even me. I think they're like looking, Dane is considerably taller than us. They're looking up at him a bit, even if he's crouched. I don't even know where to start with that. With anything. Dane will take a single finger and uh, poke them in the chest. You start there. You are not alone in this. You are here for the truth. And so are we. They give him a little nod and they sort of visibly perk up to be like, okay, maybe I'm not fucking up too bad. (laughs) Thanks, I think. If you find yourself doubting, then you are in the right place. In this business, you can never be certain. That will only lead to one thing, and that is the end. Yeah, I think Tempest tries to give, give them their best approximation of a smile. They're a little freaked out by every by the everything, and they're like, thanks. I, um... I'll get there. It's not a journey that will be done in a day. This is your life now. Get used to it. Look a little concerned by that. (laughs) Dane will stand up and will leave. Okay. All right. Then I actually want to go ahead and cut to Dane and M driving towards the lighthouse. A a storm is continuing to gather. It's kind of in that, not to be too stereotypical, but calm before the storm moment. Like it hasn't quite started raining yet, but the clouds are setting in and it's going to break sooner rather than later. It's the most relaxed that you'll ever see Dane. Just like, mm, that smell. Uh, you, you seem you seem about as happy as I've seen you so far. You, you good? I love storms. Yeah, they are nice. When I was a kid, uh, I used to sit on the front porch. We had this like kind of half busted up swing, but when storms would roll in during the summer. I just kind of sit and rock back and forth on it, wait for, I don't know, wait for everything to come crashing down. But it was weirdly, I guess, comforting because you knew what was coming. It was predictable. Yes. It's a little different on the seas. Have you been on the ocean? Mm, Most of my life. Really? What did did you do? 
I sailed, traveled around, seeing the world. So like, were you like in shipping or mm. fishing? Sailor. <laughs> you make it sound so like old timey or something. Old-fashioned boat, old-fashioned people. Do you miss it? Every day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when we get there, uh, I guess First Order Business is trying to figure out how to get inside and get, get up, um, I don't know, you got sailing experience, you know how lighthouses work or anything? I know how they work from the boat end. <laughs> All right, well, let's see how they work from the inside. And it is starting to come down a little bit as the two of you pull up to the lighthouse, which stands tall, like it's, I think it's probably the tallest building in town mm -hmm. because it's not a big town, there's no high rises or anything. So it's probably almost visible from wherever you are in town. And it looms up there and it's not on yet, but you guys kind of pull up and pulls up a little bit a ways away. And just so that you're not like right up there, you're not like pulling up in their lot or whatever, they kind of park a little bit of a ways away. And they hop out of their car and they go in the back of the trunk and they pull out like a little poncho type thing and they, they put it on. Do you need do you need anything? You good? Dane looking down at the shirtless self because I never picked up a shirt from the kid. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> You, you've got like another, I guess I should have asked this sooner. You've got like clothes or something, right? Not on me. All right. Um, they go digging around. They're like, well, thankfully for you, I am a little bigger. And I also keep a spare. And they dig and they pull out another. They toss it to you. So you basically, if you put it on, you just have a poncho on. Um, <laughs> just like covering titties. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, so we've yeah, established that her, yeah. uh, M is a little bit of a bigger person, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're probably not long necessarily like yeah. you are. So it's probably, <laughs> it's, a crop top. You know, it's a bit of an awkward, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of an awkward Just fit. a little bit of a belly, a little midriff. The, the little scar there is peeking through. So M tosses you a poncho, you put it on. They look at your belly where there's like the bigger scar. All right, well, we'll figure that out when we come to it, I guess. Um, they, they try to look, they're like, maybe... They grab a number of their hoodies and they kind of try to tie it around your belly so that it covers up the scar. My eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah, well, the giant scar is down here, so that's where I'm focusing on. Don't worry, dude, you're not my type. No, I wasn't talking about that. Very much not my type. We're in agreement then. All right. Um, good to know. He sure is my type. And <laughs> <laughs> is the only one here who would not. Anyway. So. Sorry for being horny on the inferior character. And so they get out and they look over, you know, maybe it's a hundred yards away or so at the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. It's got like a little drive up to it. It's got a fence around it. I mentioned something casually about guards last time, like in was planning. Right. Um, which probably part, partly their paranoia. But you actually do see someone, you can't make it out from this distance, but you see someone going through the fence, presumably up to take care of the lighthouse. Mm. All right, good news, bad, good news. Looks like they're going to turn it on. Bad news, someone is there. 
We can deal with that. All right. Um, does dealing with it and like how high on the list of options for dealing with it is eating them? Very low. Ah, darn. Okay. So we, uh, we can wait till they leave. Um, they might lock up behind them though. So if we, if we go in now, maybe we could slip in or I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how covert we want to be about this. Hmm. I can, I imagine you can deal with a lock. Yep. That, that won't be a problem. Then perhaps it would be better if we were not noticed at all. All right. So we just sit out here and chill for a bit. Yes. All right. Um, do you want any snacks or anything? Do you have sweets? I'll see what I have. And they go back in to their car and start digging around. Hello, everyone. It is your DM Dana here with this week's mid-break. Handful of different announcements this week. First off, as me and Chris mentioned at the top, we now have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash meddling. We have three different tiers currently of three, five, and ten dollars a month. And that currently comes with some great content like shoutouts and digital wallpapers and ad-free content. We also have an adorable little Slurpee sticker that Celeste here. It's super, super cute. We're also going to start to do some things like the end of this arc. We'll have both the soundtrack and some of the outtakes released for fun. And we've also been planning some fun little one shots and other short campaigns to have on the side as bonus content. We've been planning uh, a one shot for a, a honey heist session, which should be a lot of fun. So if that sounds fun to you, please head over to patreon.com slash meddling. Every little bit you can give helps. The show does take a fair amount of effort to make. A number of the players are you know, folks that are also in college and also working another job. So a little extra money is super, super helpful and appreciated. I also want to take this time to highlight somewhere that I have been giving to fairly regularly, which is Voinoir. That's V-O-I-X-N-O-I-R. It is an organization set up to get money to black folks in need, especially black single mothers. And I've been giving to them for a few months now. Please check them out and give them some money. You know, we at the show really appreciate your support but it's really critical to me that organizations like this stay funded please prioritize you know giving there somewhere similar first and if you have stuff left over then we will gladly take it and we will use it to make the show better and make sure the whole cast is taken care of and supported also this week we have a couple of show recommendations one is the courtship of mona may which is a podcast written by yana smith it is about a pioneer in the 1870s who is searching for her mother who has been sold into slavery. I have been listening to a little bit of it and enjoying it so far. And yeah, I encourage you to check it out. You can find The Courtship of Mename on Apple and Spotify and other podcast outlets. And we'll also have a link in the show description for you. Also, we have another shout out this week, which I am actually going to turn over to Celeste. Hey, everyone. It's Celeste. I want to tell you about a very cool podcast that has kindly agreed to swap shout outs with us. I'm super excited for this one. Scare You to Sleep is a weekly podcast where Shelby Scott narrates tales of terror with immersive sound design to bring you right into the story. I absolutely love this podcast. I highly recommend it. The guided nightmares are my favorite part. The meditation techniques she runs you through at the beginning do such a good job at making you feel that this is your very own nightmare. I always find myself going back to them when I can't sleep. 
You can find Scare You to Sleep exclusively on Spotify, and you can find a link in the description below. Thank you, Celeste, and thank you, Shelby, for the shout out. It was greatly appreciated. It was very kind. All right. I think that takes care of everything for this week. I will get you back to the show, and I will see you in two weeks on March 16th. Talk to you then. Bye. We'll cut back to the other three of you. Ashton, this is probably your and Cassandra's kind of collaborative effort here. Mm-hmm. Tempest is watching and taking notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beforehand, Ashton will, like, make sure, like, that Tempest has something to write stuff down on. It will basically be, like, a, a science class. Oh, they, they have they have their field journal, actually. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. They're like, okay, okay. what is this and oh, what does God, it do? Oh, God, your Bill. So you're Bill Nye the magic guy. Hey! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye the magic guy. Bill Nye. Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> right, uh, he'll look to Cassandra. So, uh, what exactly uh, do we need for this big magic stuff? Well, we're going to need some rare materials. Like? Well, for one, we're going to need something. We're going to need a part of a creature that originated from the sea. And you said you had a monster part collection. Yeah. Well, he'll gesture to his uh, numerous shelves that line the living room of the house. There's plenty on that. Uh, there, I don't know if I have any sea creatures on that one. Uh, mundane sea or weird sea? Because, like, I have mundane sea. Would Dane count? <laughs> Are you a sea creature? Oh, well, yeah, you did sail the seven okay. seas. I mean. Let's see. Oh, wait. That dude with the really good hair. Do you still have his hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do have his hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having somebody who who was, who was in contact with the creature, that's really going to help. Yeah. All right. Uh, he'll pull out the, uh, the hair. Pull out the hair. Okay, I just, and, uh, I just need a strand of it. I don't, I don't need all of it. Here. What do you want me to do with the rest of it? Uh, I don't know. I really don't care what you do with the rest of it. What did you want it for in the first place? All right. Cool. I, I, okay. Awesome. Uh, and he will walk over into the kitchen and slide open a drawer and just drop the hair. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why, yeah. Why did you take that man's hair? Uh, you never know when you'll need some fine hair. Okay. Like now. Yeah, they, 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 they give a look of like, sure, I guess. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. Like that, I'm thinking like the facial expression from like the princess bride where, where he's like, you make a wonderful Dread Pirate Roberts. He's like, you know. <laughs> you know I would. After doing that, he will look to the fridge and he'll be like, uh, this fridge... No, it's the other fridge. And then he'll walk up to the same fridge that he pulled that food out of earlier. Oh, and no. he'll look to Tempest and he'll like gesture for them to come over. Okay, <laughs> they do. All right. So what you're about to see is some really cool, uh, basically, it's kind of like a pocket dimension kind of thing. All right. It, like switches out the internal space of an object. So, uh, you know, like Doctor Who. You ever watch Doctor Who? Yes, when I was a kid. Yeah. All right. So, watch this. He opens it. It's like normal food. 
So this, this is the fridge in all reality, right? All right. He'll close it. And then he will take a magnet that's been sitting on the side of the fridge and he'll take it and he will place it dead on in the center. And you'll see this is a kind of magnet where it's leveled out and it has a button on it. He takes it, he places it dead in the middle and he clicks it. He pushes his finger dead inside. Mm -hmm. The fridge already was humming, but now it's completely silent. And he will just open the door and it is a completely different interior. It's kind of, it's not even made of metal or ceramic anymore. It's more of like a flesh interior. Tempest is grossed out, but they do look like a kid in a candy store. So this, this is the fridge in another dimension, but it's still a fridge. It's so cool. How do you do that? What what is Uh, it? What's it Uh, made of? It's, uh, it's complicated. Uh, now if I were to tell you that, it would take all day, but we don't have that kind of time. Uh, and on the each meat shelf, there will be, uh, different specimens and jars and, like... To be clear, this isn't the shelf that is for meat. It is the shelf that is made, made of, of meat. meat. Yes. <laughs> also, an important clarification that I need to know, I imagine Ashton has only seen the old Doctor Who his new Doctor Who would have educated him about cell phones uh-huh. at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he has only okay. seen He's the only very seen old classic Doctor Who. Who. <laughs> I, I was about to be like, yep, Tempest would make the TARDIS reference and you did it for me. So yeah, there will be like a bunch of jars sitting on this one meat shelf and some other stuff and he'll bend over and squat down, start moving stuff around. You hear the clinking of jars and large glass and he'll just keep going Do in. Do you need a hand? And you see him... He goes into the fridge, normal depth, and then he just kind of fully climbs into the fridge. Uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> he just keeps going. The back of the fridge is no longer the back of the fridge. And it takes him about two minutes, but he comes back. You just see him crawl back out of the meat shelf and he's like covered like a little, like there's like weird mucus and stuff covering him a bit on his shirt. <sighs> Right, got it. Uh, we got one scale of a mermaid. Mermaids are real too. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Oh no, we talked about sirens earlier. That's basically the same thing. Look, the taxonomy of mermaids <laughs> versus <laughs> sirens is a complicated and disputed <laughs> thing. It's just. God. You just hear like a muffled, a muffled. No, they're not. Coming from the. <laughs> Um, Cassandra, are you doing anything with the hair? Like, are you doing anything else to prepare while this is happening? So this is what they're going to see when they come back to where Cassandra is. So Cassandra has been doing their own digging, and they're halfway in the bag. So the bag's on the floor. Cassandra's was Cassandra, like the rest of Cassandra's body is kneeling, and the rest of it is bent over into the bag. God. You see Cassandra's arm come up a couple of times, dropping things like sea glass and what looks to be a bundle of dried kelp and seabird feathers and all of that, just pulling that out of the bag, but not coming out of the bag just yet. You alright over there? You just see an arm stuck up, it's just a thumbs up. Alright. <laughs> and uh, he will close the fridge. Alright, so, basically, what you take from this is that that was a different, that was the same space, 
not really the same space, same point in space, just a different dimension. And this button thing basically syncs the interior with a different dimension in that same point in space through magic. Magic's very versatile. Just remember that. Magic can do just about anything, but also it can also do sometimes absolutely nothing. Okay, everything and nothing. Uh, th- we got a lot of range here. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, as you see, if I remove the magnet and he'll place his hand on the magnet and it'll just pluck off, and the second that it comes off of the fridge, you start hearing it hum again. And it'll open it. It's the normal fridge on the inside, and it'll close it. Voila! Huh. God, if I could take something like that apart and figure out how it worked, that'd be the coolest. It's less of the fridge, really. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the item itself, the magnet, kind of uh, applies the magical effect. But, you know, we'll learn. uh, I'll teach you more about it later. Okay. uh, All right. uh, Cassandra. Yeah? You... (laughs) You, uh... I got the things. And then you just see their two arms just planting themselves down the side of the bag as they lift themselves up. And their voice is muffled as they have something in their teeth. It's like, okay, it sounds good. And then they're sitting back. Why did you kill a mermaid? And they have this pouch. And they just set it down. It's like, okay, okay. Uh, volcanic soil or volcanic sand from a newly formed island. Okay, that should do it. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, all right, so anything else? Bill, Bill, why did you kill a mermaid? Why did I kill a mermaid or how did I kill a mermaid? Why? Well, I had to. That's the law in Atlantis. The in- <clears throat> okay, I can accept a lot. Atlantis? Yeah. <sighs> They take a deep breath and they go, God, I put Plato's a hack. No, it's really easy to find. I don't know how you guys have missed it so many times. Yeah, it's really nice this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> if any condolences, Tempest, yeah. uh, the DM is also exasperated at all the things she just has to work into the world at the whims of the people. Atlantis is canon now. I thought it was an allegory. <laughs> you know, he, um, he always, he wrote, Plato wrote all the allegories and there's all just to make whatever political point. Oh, my head hurts. Ashton, the fridge makes a strange noise. It stops humming again, but it starts giving out this alternative, like, almost pulse which you know you did not intend for it to do. Oh, shit, that's not supposed to happen. He'll uh, what? put the ingredients that he has gotten and put them in uh, Tempest's hands. Okay, they grab them. They'll just, like, shove it into their hands, and then he'll, like, run over to the fridge, and he will... Does he? Has this happened before? I'm going to say no. No? No. Shit. Do you open the fridge? No, he knows better than that. <laughs> First, he'll take the magnet again and he'll plop it onto the fridge and he'll press the button to see if it shifts back. Um, 
It does, but it takes a sec. Okay. So now it's in meat meat dimension. Yeah, meat yep. mode. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he seems to have fixed it for now, so that's good. Uh, yeah, but you haven't tried to, you know, you haven't uh, tried to get it back to the regular place yet. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, no, his sandwich. <laughs> no, not my sandwich. <laughs> Fuck, I keep forgetting about the sandwich. <laughs> the boy's starving. <laughs> So am I. So are you. <laughs> um, Ashton, he'll try to rack his brain use, by investigating mystery to see if, like, he can think if, of if, yeah, why yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that would happen. Why something like that would happen. Okay, so you're you're kind of trying to think back for your knowledge of, you know, of the fridge and how it works and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because, like, it's not the fridge itself that's magical. It's just, like, it's an inside space that can be shifted into different... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead then and roll plus sharp. Right, plus sharp. Yep. Oh, snap. 11. Nice. Okay, that's great. You get to ask two of the questions from the list. What was it going to do? It being the fridge, right? Yes. Let me ask you this. Has the fridge ever connected to a different point in space before? <sighs> or is it just those two settings that you alternate between? There are definitely other fridges that he can connect to. Mm-hmm. It's not just meat fridge. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, there's a whole slew of different magnets on the side of the fridge. Okay. It was going to connect to a different... Like, you, you've you've seen... You haven't seen it short like this before, but there's something... You said the fridge isn't magical. The button is magical. Yeah. The magnets themselves apply a magical ability. The magnets have to be tuned in some magical sense, right? Yeah. You've probably tried to make these before, and it's a little bit of a process, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that when you tried to switch it back or remove it, it started to go somewhere else for a bit implies that something has been messed with the tuning on one of the buttons. So it was going to go somewhere different. You do not remember messing with the tuning on the button, whichever means it's starting to break or someone has done something to it. One more question. I mean, I don't know what the question, what is being concealed here would answer. I feel like that would... No, that's okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a little bit more of a definitive answer. Then you look at the button and you look it over. Um, tell me tell me a bit more about what this button looks like so I can give you a, a clearer answer here. It looks like a little thing that you would buy in a gift shop. It says in like letters made from sausages on top of it, it says L.A. Cutlery. Okay. Okay. And And below is the button. You look over the button and you wouldn't have noticed this if you weren't like looking. There's some marks on it that imply that at some point it has been opened up and someone has done something inside it. Damn, what the hell? He will pluck off the button from the fridge and he will pop it open to see what's different because he had to make these things himself, see if anyone's tampered with the runes inside. What should be inside? So... The way that Ashton has made each and every one of these, or his mother has made any of these, uh um, is that each button has an inner panel, basically, where you apply things like runes that would lead to each and every different dimension that would allow you to open up the fridge into that dimension for storage. So it should be like a slew of a few runes put together and... Some of them, when connecting with light or anything, would glow a certain color. The ones for this one should be a light orange. Okay, they look light orange, but you notice it's 
it's, there's like a little plate of runes or whatever, right? Like somewhere on the button. Am I visioning mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. You can tell that at some point this plate has been pulled out and potentially replaced as something else. And the original has been put back in, but it has maybe done a little shoddily, which is why it shorted out that one time. Hmm. Right. Uh, you two, uh, you stay in the living room. I'm, I need to go through my magnets now. Uh, someone's, I have a fear that someone's been tempered, p- tempering with my magnets. And he will take each and every one, which is like in total nine, off of the side of the fridge. And he will uh, pop each open and like examine it, see what's going on. If everything's fine and looks fine, yeah. he'll put it back together. Never mess with a man and um, his magnets. I think you notice a lot of them look fine. One or two more have the same thing going on. They've been tampered with. Where they looked like the plate was pulled out. Yeah, it's a similar thing. So they're saying that the plate that all the runes have been inscribed on has been taken out and then put back in? Essentially, maybe as if to say another plate um, has been put in its place temporarily and then it's been put back. And that for whatever reason, that caused them to short out a little bit. I don't know that you've ever tried to switch plates out before. No, every plate stays with its respective magnet. You don't switch it out after doing it. Shit, there's like no real way he can like find out like... Yeah, I I think for now you just know they've been tampered with. Yeah, he will, uh... So so he took the meat magnet off of the thing after, and it switched back to normal fridge. Nothing happened after he did that, right? No, now it seems okay. It seemed like a temporary incident. Hmm. Well, that was weird. (laughs) I actually do want to cut from there. Um, Cassandra, do you, before we, I was going to move back to Dane, but I want to make sure you and Tempest have gotten a chance to do anything if you want to. We're, so we're going to cut back to the scene again at some point, yep. if there's anything immediate. Tempest is just juggling mermaid scales. <laughs> um, Cassandra, Cassandra at that point has taken the items from uh, Tempest and has started spouting mermaid fun facts. <laughs> Can you give us a couple mermaid fun facts? <laughs> so so you know how you have this like one image of like mermaids where it's like there are these like very beautiful creatures. I mean, they're still very beautiful creatures. It's just... There's more fish to them than you than you expect. Um, I always think of yeah. dugongs. Oh, really? They're they can get chubby like dugongs. Oh, mermaid babies are really chubby. They're so cute. Okay, that's the thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, you haven't though. You haven't lived until you've seen an anglerfish mermaid. Those are terrifying and beautiful, and I love them. Oh, I love anglerfish. They're gorgeous. I mean, they're ugly as sin, but they're gorgeous. While you two are having this conversation, Slurpee comes over and starts sniffing over at Cassandra's bag. If it's still open, she's going to try to, like, stick her head in. <laughs> Cassandra oh, pulls the bag away. It's like, no, bad girl. Stop it. Don't go into the bag. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you. And then just pet Slurpee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slurpee. Slurpee definitely gets a scratch. You are the weirdest thing, but you're so cute. We cut back to M and Dane. And this person, again, you don't really get, they're a little bit far away for you to get a good look at them, um, but they get back out and they get in their car and they drive off. And the light has been turned on at this point. That's our cue. All right. Dane will go and retrieve their new hammer and their sword. So. (laughs) Okay. 
How do you hold on to these things when you currently just have a poncho and pants? So Dane has a belt and everything, and there is a, like a sword frog on there, so he slaps the sword under there. And so There's that's a frog? easy. The, uh, like a sword frog, it's basically just like a, another way to. I, I was picturing like a toad, and I was so excited. Go on. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry. So the sword is held nicely on the hip, and Dane's just going to walk around with this big honking hammer. All right. Well, that's not. Uh, conspicuous at all. I'm sure it'll be great. Mm. Um, the two of you <laughs> begin walking over to the gate. And when you get to the gate, you know, there's like a no trespassing sign. There's a wall around it, all that good stuff. M goes over to lock. He's like, all right, give me a sec. They pull something out of their pocket and they get to fiddling. And within a few moments, you just hear a click, click, and it swings open like easy peasy. Mm. Small town shit. That is a useful skill. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, dude. It's uh, saved my life more than once, that's for sure. Mm. Like I said, illegal things are so much fun, right? They are. Hell yeah. You're so much like, like honestly, like it's nice to get to hang out with you. Just like you're so much cooler, like you know, and all the rest of the crowd. Everyone tries to like, you know, I don't, not everyone, but just like mostly just Tempest. God, they hate Tempest so Ouch. much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not. I, I am legitimately sorry that I blew up at them earlier. She's saying this as the two of you are kind of getting inside. There's another lock around the lighthouse itself, which she again promptly deals with. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Do y'all usually take on newbies like that? I mean, fuck, like, uh, Bill, and she puts big quotation marks, um, keeps calling me greeny, which, like, whatever. Um, but, <laughs> like, do you seriously take, like, absolute beginners just whenever not usually that fresh how how does that usually go poorly yeah right see you get it (laughs) 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 yes it is unfortunate but their fates are their own Cassandra and I I make out fine at the end of the day, and that's what matters. Yeah, well, that's reassuring that way. At least if they die, the rest of us get out, okay? Um. <laughs> if it can be helped. <laughs> I love this. If it can be helped, I don't think. Like, I, I promise I'm not... I'm not trying to be an asshole. They just... It's so clear that, like... They think they're better than us, and that pisses me off. That's just that's just it. They come from a different world than us. Which is fine, but they don't get to act like they're better than us for that. Like, come on. Like, level, like you, you certainly you've dealt with that before, right? Yes. Doesn't that bug you? Not as much as you would think. Good on you then, I guess. <laughs> Everyone is allowed to have their problems. Everyone has their sins. Yeah, but then it becomes my problems. And they It ab- doesn't have to be. <laughs> I wish that were true, big guy. You guys have been walking up the stairs of the lighthouse for this whole conversation, and they say that last part as they break open the lock to like the latch that gets you up into the, the top okay. room. And they let down um as as soon as they open the latch, it's like a lot of light coming down. Um, you know, from from the light yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the lighthouse. So Dane will kind of like shield his eyes for a moment and just mm. 
I've never been this close. Yeah, it is, uh, me neither. Um, oh God, okay. Uh, shoot, did we bring like sunglasses or anything? That probably would have been smarter. No. All right, um, they dig in their bag and they get open the map and they're like, I guess just put your hand over your eyes for a bit, try to shield yourself. I think I'll be fine. Jesus. All right. And they climb up the ladder, and I guess maybe you follow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dane, um, Dane will go up. Okay. The light there is pulsing around over and over again, as lighthouses do, and it is exceedingly bright inside this part. And Emma's like, okay, so it said... Uh, this, they're kind of straining with their eyes, like, blocked. So as it said... I forget what... Ab, I mean, Bill um, said about... It's like unshielded or something. We must put the map up to the light. Bathe it. All right. Um, you got bigger arms. Do you mind trying to do that, dude? Mm. Dane will reach out with hand open for the map. They toss it to you. All right. Dane will walk over. And it's like, it's not spinning very fast, I presume. Yes? Or? No, I mean, it's a lighthouse. It's not super quick. Cool. Dane will just like walk and keep pace with it and press the map up to the light. Um. And I guess, you know, trying to at least see what's happening to the map. Okay. Um, this is actually a good role investigate a mystery to see if you like sure. learn anything from this. Sure. Ooh. Well, that's a seven. <laughs> I was trying to remember which one I had a minus one to. And I was like, oh, that either either that's gonna be a five or it's a seven. So yeah. Okay, it's seven. Um, so you get to ask one question from the list. Okay. What is being concealed here? Yeah, in terms of like what's... Yeah. What, what's going on with the map? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to... The light, the map is... As long as you put it to the light, the map's going to do its thing. It's more like you're going to learn about the process of what's happening. Oh, okay. A bit more. You look and you're kind of not able to see great as you might imagine because it's incredibly bright. Mm -hmm. But as the light hits the map... The map almost seems to move like a bit in your hand, like you feel it wiggling, um, like it's alive. And when you finally manage to like pull away with it in your hand and you look down, once you have a beat, you can actually see that the blood has almost soaked into the map for a bit. The map ceases to look like paper and looks almost more like skin when the blood is soaked into it mm. and it starts to like go through these veins and it reconfigures itself and then when it comes back and looks a little bit more like paper still with the blood sitting on top of it mm. it's reconfigured itself slightly it almost looks more zoomed out and uh as you look at it it still is sort of just outlining the coast but you see way off um the coast you see the blood has formed in the shape of a circle with uh, teeth all around through the center of it. Mm. Do you show this to M? Uh, in a minute. <laughs> okay, what do you want to do first? Uh, Dane will take that and kind of like go over in his head, figure out about how far away that is. I'm just going to be like, mm. too far to swim. <laughs> Yeah, it's too far to swim. It's more off the, yeah. on the deep end, yeah. like once the shelf drops. <laughs> like just muttering these things under under his breath. Too far to swim, too far to jump. Mm, can't drag it back to shore. Mm, problems. Oh, here. And hand the map. Gimme, give gimme. Give they look at it and they're like, yes! 
All right, magic blood monster DPS achieved. <laughs> um, uh, you hear something which disturbs you, which is the sound of a car pulling up to the lighthouse. And it's like, oh, fuck. Dane will, because uh, presuming that we can see down from the lighthouse up there, as blinding as it is, right? Um, would I be able to? Would Dane be able to look out and see if it's the same car from earlier? Or I've been in a couple lighthouses. I think you'd be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's the same car as before. No. Uh, in fact, actually, make a read a bad situation roll here to see okay. what relevant info you get. Uh, nice. That is a uh, that's a twelve. All right. So you get to ask three questions from the list. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, to start. So what I'm going to see uh, that's relevant. You finally see the person who gets out. And there's a part of you that's like, not this guy again, because it's everyone's favorite bitch boy. No! Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, you fucker! And he's actually on his phone, and you can see that he's talking to someone. You cannot make out the words, obviously. Okay. I guess then the next one is, what's the best way out? Um, let's think. Uh... Daisy, you can help me out with this. A lighthouse might have more than one entrance. Maybe is that an um, option? Do they have like a escape exit? Yes, there will be more than one door. I doubt there's more than one staircase. Yeah, so here's your options. If you are like real desperate and want to just totally get out, you can always try to find some way to jump out of the thing. There, yeah, there there um, will be a access out of the lighthouse. Like they, they normally have like a balcony sort of thing. Yeah, so that's an option. Okay. Um, the other option would be to go down and maybe go out the back entrance to the lighthouse. Um, right. Also, I guess, small thing but as a note, but in terms of dangers, you haven't noticed. They might notice. I actually, I think M is not an amateur, so they probably, as a small precaution, yeah. have made it like, it's not going to look like you guys have broken in. So. Right. And then I guess, what is the biggest threat? Like, is it just him? Is it just Bitch Boy or... Yeah, you don't see anyone else, so that's good. That is good. However, you know that Bitch Boy's seen your faces, which is not great. And also they're talking on the phone, which means that if, you know, you just accost them, that whoever's on the phone is going to find out yeah. if, you know, they don't hang up or whatever. Okay. Dane, looking out there, will think about the lighthouse and all of that, and they'll look outside and just, we must leave. Come with me. And Dane where do, will... Where, where do you get them to... Yeah, where are they supposed to go? Uh, we're going to go outside. So. They follow you up on the balcony. They're like, uh, the ex exit's down, dude. Yes, I know. Oh, shit. They look at you kind of nervous. Uh, what, 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 what are we about to do? Get on. <laughs> Dane will motion to his back. Piggyback? Um, roll manipulate someone. Because, you know. Oh, uh, that's poor. That's a five. That's an experience for me, though. They back up and they're like, okay, well, well, well uh, like, I, uh, you can jump down if you want. I, I, I prefer not. Like, I, we just met today. I think I'll take my chances going down. You want to be a hero and jump? You can. They, you uh, want to walk don't out. love heights. You want to walk down that staircase and out that door. 
Or there's somebody sitting right out there. I can sneak out. I can be quiet if I move now. But, but, I'm, I'm they back up. They're like, you, you, you do your thing. And I'll meet you around wait. the back. Just wait for my signal. I'll get their attention. All right. <laughs> and they start to sneak back down. That's fine. That's fine. So Dane will climb over the balcony and kind of like, obviously, like it, it's a ways to the wall, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Dane will kind of dangle himself from the balcony and kind of take, take the hammer. It's just, hmm. Nope. <laughs> One hand then. <laughs> and kind of like, kind of start swinging themselves and then throw themselves at the wall and like dig their fingers into the stone wall to kind of slow their descent. I see. So I want to envision this right. There's like a lip right on the lighthouse. That's yeah. You're trying to swing under, hit the wall, yeah. and slow yourself. Yeah. Oh, All right. Shit. Um, That's cool. Roll act under pressure. That's dope. I want to see if it fails. <laughs> you hit your head on the, on the rail. Breaks and you fall all their bones. I will say you can take a plus one because you're acting on information I gave you from the. Well, act under I'll pressure. tell you right now then. That's a 13. Woo! Um, I'll just let you describe it. How dope does it look Bas as you do this? Basically, Dane just like ha only having the one hand because he doesn't want to drop the hammer. He's going to kind of you know slowly start kicking his legs and let himself swing until he gets some momentum. And then at the crest of it, of the swing, he like throws himself at the wall and kind of almost as if to catch himself. But then instead of just like flat palming it, he'll take his fingers and just kind of like jab it in there almost like it was, you know, trying to hold on for dear life, but just enough to slow him down because he knows that with the hammer and himself, he's heavy. And so he just kind of slowed down. And I imagine there's going to be some damage here and that's fine. I don't care. Um, but there's just like claw marks on the on the wall as he slides all the way down uh, the height of the okay. lighthouse and then land on the ground. I mean, you rolled really well. Um, I, all I'm going to say is that when you hit the ground, uh, like the wind gets knocked out of you and you're just kind of like like, oof, all right, like you, yeah. it takes a sec for you to pick yourself up, but there's no, you rolled really well, there's yeah. no real consequence. <sighs> all right. And Dane's not very sneaky. He's really not. Yeah. So he's gonna kind of try to find the best way around and make their way behind um, or off to the side from Bitch Boy. Okay, I mean, I envisioned uh, the fence going all the way around the thing. Oh, cool. Um, he can climb it. But. But I think, yeah, I think you could, it's not like a, even so super barbed fence or yeah. anything, uh, but you can, like, you hoist yourself over it. I will say, in addition to, in part because you rolled well, you haven't been detected yet until you want to make, like, a distraction. You're behind him. He's fumbling with his keys. He's made it actually for the first gate, and now he's trying to get into the, the second one. Okay. The, the, the door to the lighthouse proper. <clears throat> now you can hear him on his phone. He's like, yes, yeah, so I just, uh, I know I'll be home in a bit, okay? I just got, I left something back at the, uh, at the place and got to at the lighthouse and got to pick it up. Just give me a sec. Dane will take this moment, remove the poncho, set the hammer down and the sword and everything and stand in the complete darkness. And then we'll let the stomach mouth open up and the eye in the center of it. And he will use what he can to make it like glow kind of like sit there luminescent and bitch boy will hear the growl from Dane just he freezes 
and then slowly turns around. The phone's still up to his ear, but he's not saying anything. And I assume he sees this utterly terrifying silhouette. I think right as you growl, like a flash of lightning and thunder happens (laughs) um, with the glowing eye in the center. Yeah. And so once that happens, Dane will take the hammer and throw it at them, but not hitting them like at their feet, like to plant it into the ground at their feet. They back up and fall down and they drop the phone, which sort of rolls away from him. And they start kind of pushing themselves back against the door of the lighthouse. They're kind of in shock. Mm -hmm. You can tell they're starting to try to scramble to, I don't know, get their keys out and get inside the lighthouse or whatever. The lighthouse won't protect you. I've been feeling a little hungry tonight. Let's see how you run. He just lets out a (laughs) 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 He gets up and now like he drops his keys and he just starts to try to run away. Like I think it's just instinctual. He's just running and he's going to try to like hop over the fence. Yeah. Dane will like sprint forward on all fours like an animal and grab the hammer. Yeah. yeah. While they're doing that, they'll grab the hammer on the way by. And then as they do, they're going to run past the front entrance of the lighthouse and kind of kick off of it. Why am I getting, I'm getting like devil man crybaby vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll kind of kick off of it. And uh, now is the time to run. Yes. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. And you just, you start taking off or what? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to chase them for a good bit. Okay. Just gonna, for fun. Um, yeah, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, probably. Danes hasn't had a chance to do enough yet today. Yeah. So. Day needs their needs their steps. Needs their enrichment. So, so that's uh that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna chase them into the night a little bit. Okay. Just enough time um, for them to get up and get out. I assume if you wanted to, you'd catch them. So you're probably not going at full speed. Oh no, absolutely not. Just mm-hmm. enough to make them think that uh that I'm gonna catch them, and then like maybe when there's a like a, a flash of lightning and thunder appear before them, and then when the lightning disappears, Dane will run off elsewhere. I don't think in any of this they see your face. They have kind of heard your voice. It was loud. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there might be some risk that concurs eh. that, but I don't even know that there needs to be a roll. I think that's just a consequence of the tactic you've chosen. Oh, that's fine. And then what do you do once you, once you lose them? Dane will go back to where he dropped the poncho, pick it up, dust it off, you know, put it back on walk back to the yeah. car, all casual. <laughs> you see Anne, like, sitting in the driver's seat of the car, and they get out, and they're like, oh, God, are you... Holy shit, dude. What the fuck was that? I don't know what you're talking about. The... I don't... The, the whole scary crowl... Ter- like, that's... Oof, you are fucking hardcore, dude. I was actually scared you were going to eat me. If I wanted to, but I don't. Yep, good. That is good to know. Um, where where did he go? What happened? Did did you eat him? No. I don't eat okay. the weak. <laughs> yeah, I guess kind of a turd. He's pretty weak. He probably wouldn't even taste good, would he? Mm. No challenge. No satisfaction. All right. Um, well, I guess we 
managed about 50-50 on the whole subterfuge part, maybe. I call this a win. I mean, we got what we wanted. We didn't have to eat anybody. Yes. I was going to cut immediately back to everyone else, but you said you wanted to drive around for a bit, Dane. So I'm. did you have somewhere in mind that you were trying to go or do? I think Emma's like, where Where are we driving exactly? I need sweets. <laughs> Is there a candy uh, right. store, donuts, a bakery, something? I mean, we can see if the... The Flotsam and Jetsam or whatever is still open. Mm. Let us try. It's also a bar and grill. So it could be. So I think we said it was a bar and cafe. So you guys drive up to the Flotsam and Jetsam um, and inside, you see a similar site that you saw before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, similar setup. Uh, it's There's no outside seating right now because it's coming down pretty yeah, hard, yeah. but the store itself is still open. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Tell me where the croissants are. I'm ready. Croissant contraption. <laughs> Dane will walk in just absolutely drenched, you know, with poncho and stuff, but just like hair, like all the way down. It's like almost like covering their face. And uh, we'll walk up to the counter. Who's 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 manning the, the counter if uh, Emma's... I actually like that it's the same girl from before okay. just in part to not invent a new character really long shift because, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly no no yeah. yeah she looks very tired dane will walk up i require all of your sweets um sorry we're almost about to close uh we we sold the last of the maple donut we do have a few leftover croissant contraptions yeah. if you would like one of those yeah. mm. i will Regrettably taken. <laughs> one double C, please. Just one. I want them all. Uh, okay, I'll see how many. How uh, we got like six left. You want all all of them? Yes. Uh, all right, half half a dozen double C's, I guess. Um. Ooh. M is just like a, just one one black coffee, please. <laughs> uh, and so you you guys grab your stuff yeah. and are you just where are you, are you sitting in the car? Are you sitting like are you one of those annoying customers that comes in right before closing and then sits in the dining area? Like <laughs> oh, you better oh, fucking not. Monsters! I hate people like <laughs> that. It's not God. like it would take Dane very long at all. He would. Just I worked in a them. fucking restaurant for three no, years. But those people are the worst. They are, dude. I know, I know. You stay an hour past closing and don't not. tip. I hate you. I have people like that come into UPS where it's like, hi, UPS? I want to ship this internationally overnight. And it's like, it's not going out tonight. I don't care. I have five of them. Uh, no, I, I worked at a restaurant. People would sit there for like half an hour past closing, hour past closing and be like, oh, can I get more stuff? I'm like, the f- place is fucking empty. The chefs are gone. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Meddling with Monsters, where we discuss the real monsters in society, retail customers. (laughs) (laughs) This is no longer an actual play podcast. It's a uh, retail worker venting podcast. While they're cooking up the uh, half a dozen cc's. They're not cooking them up. They're already prepared. Oh, they're already prepared. It's the last few they have left. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. While they're getting it ready and everything, Dane will turn to M. Is it okay if I eat in your car? Um, Yeah, just try not to make too much of a mess, okay? I've done it before, too, so, like, it's chill. Just be careful. I will be clean. They give you a nod. Mm. They're also um, kind of wet. 
jaw unhinges like a snake. <laughs> just swallow them down. They hand you a big bag, like a catering bag size of, of croissant contraptions, which again, I will not put in any That's effort fine. into yeah. describing. Absolutely not. All you said last time was that it was powerful. Like six of them together, serious croissant power. Yeah. <laughs> so Dane, Dane will take the bag, reach into their back pocket, pull out their wallet, look at it. Do you take hundreds? <laughs> she opens up the register and she's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know that I have change for that. at the." Mm, uh, keep the change. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is probably like $12. Dane closes their wallet, puts it away, walks out with the bag. You see, she kind of looks to her left, looks to her right, and kind of pockets the, the, the money. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hearty tip. Jesus Christ. Excellent. Um, Woo! Um, Emma's like, whoa, you're a big, big tipper, huh? As they're sort of sipping their coffee. It's because I don't have to spend the money on other stupid things. Such as what? Lodging. Clothes. Weapons. L lodging, you think lodging and clothes are stupid? They actually get like a little annoyed when you say that, I think. Yes. I... No. Let me clarify. I don't need to spend money for shelter. I don't. Others do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we do sometimes. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, um, I, okay, so we've got, we've got stuff. We've got the map. Um, I guess we, uh, we head back now? Yes, now. All right, we'll cut back to the other three of you. Bill, you've kind of poured over your buttons here for a bit. It's probably taken M and Jane a while to do their thing, so you guys have actually had a little bit of downtime. I'm curious, what has everyone spent their downtime doing? Ashton, after like making sure all of his buttons were tested out, after making sure they were all good, he put them all back together, and he would test each one out individually. So he's just in the kitchen, and uh, if anyone's watching, I can go into depth about it what each button opens up into, but but it should be fine. Unless any of you are listening. Or, like okay. watching. Not closely enough. Yeah. Are y'all still spouting off mermaid facts or like what is because Tadra's not going off the difference between sirens and mermaids. <laughs> yeah. I think Tempest um has not eaten anything all day, so either is has found a granola bar in the bottom of their bag or if there is food is eating and just like just very, very happily just talking about whatever the hell like the possibilities of mermaid biology or something they are absolutely thrilled by this this is so fucking cool yeah <laughs> and also uh after a while if, if he goes through that quickly enough he'll go downstairs into the basement and just uh make sure everything is in its correct place and make sure nothing's been taken because someone messed with his mm -hmm. buttons and yeah. his magnets mm -hmm. Mm -hmm some dangerous shit down there yeah, yeah 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 i think it seems a little redundant but it just it's a slightly different investigate so i think go ahead and roll me another investigative mystery quick question for you how is the house powered are you on the electrical grid do you have a generator there is a gen it's not a generator it's like 
it looks like a generator, but it's not on. It like doesn't like vibrate or shake or anything, and it doesn't make any noise. And it's like in the basement. All right, so it's, so you are off the grid, off the electric grid, right? Yeah. Don't ask why that's important. Um, Beam. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you're looking around. You're just looking to see has anything else been tampered with, right? Yeah. He wants to make sure every single case and crate is as it was left when he last cataloged his items. Uh, when would that have been? When you arrived, maybe? Yeah, when he arrived. When he arrived on site into the shack, started staying there again. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigate a mystery. That's six plus four is ten, and that's plus sharp, so that's eleven. What two questions do you want to ask? I will ask. Um, what happened here? Yeah. Um, you're looking, and nothing looks out of place from when you last cataloged it. For starters, however, you look back at your initial catalog. Ashton's probably pretty thorough about that, right? Ashton's... Oh, yeah. He's learned from his mother that you need to catalog almost every single... At this point, it's basically routine for every time he goes to a new home around the world. Once he gets there, make sure, like, nothing, none of the security's been tripped. Yep. Um, yep. And then Do all the catalog each and everything before beginning whatever job or whatever you're doing. Yep. <laughs> You're looking over your catalog, and you can see some notes on it that were made where you were checking off a couple of items that basically you were going to use and take with you. Tell me two items from your place. I'm actually going to let you decide a little something here. Two items that are, like, in the basement at the current moment? Two items that have been checked out. Checked out. Essentially, like, you're, you're cataloging, like, okay, I'm going to use these so they right. sh- I won't have to find so... them. So... He didn't get the chance to catalog Dane's hammer, so he's not going to include that. That's yep. not on the list. One would be uh, just in red marker. It would just be Orb of Savsara, and another one would be Doom Machine would be another one. So here's the thing. You see those two items checked off. It is your handwriting. You do not remember making that note. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's weird because you're like, the more you think about it, you're like, okay, no, I cataloged these. And you see the note and it's there. And this is the first time you've checked your catalog since you since you made it. And you're like, okay, so I made this. I do not remember checking these things out. And you look for them and they're not there. You do not remember taking them. He does not remember anything? Nope. Shit. You should not have given me the whole, maybe my mind's been wiped. I wasn't going to do this till you fucking brought it up. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my mind. You still have one more question to ask. Oh, where do I even go off of that? Yeah. Where did it go? Yeah. Um. It being the items, right? Yes. Those are powerful items. You probably, in a little bit of a panic, start looking around. You can't find the case. I mean, I don't even know what these things are kept in. We can decide that later. But you can't find their storage containers. Mm-hmm. And you can't find any record of them. And this isn't the most novel thing in the world. I'm basically going to give you, you look everywhere in your house. You did not misplace these. They are gone. There's like nothing leading out, like no like marks or anything that looks like something is banged against the walls. Nothing like. You look around. Is the place normally dusty after you've left it for a while? If he just comes into a house, like one of the houses that is like that his family is owned. 
Yeah, they're usually pretty dusty. I mean, no one else lives in them. You notice one spot near these places where there are some prints and you see boots, which look like yours, right? And then you see another pair of shoes, which are not yours. The prints look like they were made at the same time though. And the other prints actually head over to the spot where these things should be kept. And then they leave out one of the basement exits. And you, your footprints go with them. One of the ba- basement exits or the basement exits? Oh, uh, this is a fair point. Is, is, there, is there like a back exit to the basement or anything? Or is there just the one out? No, there's only one exit and that's uh, up through the house. Okay, then you watch this pair of footprints. And now actually, as you see it, you start to see these, ex- you can see yours in Danes. You can see this, but you can see this other pair. And it is very strange to you how you didn't notice this before, but it's also very strange to you why there's a note on your log of something getting checked out in your handwriting that <laughs> you do not oh, remember either. shit. Guys, we lost the doom machine and I don't even know what it does <laughs> this was great that's why i let you pick them because i'm just like they'll come up with something really great and then that'll give me all the great stuff to work with <laughs> not the best stuff that he has that down there but some like high tier keep this locked up and away from the yep. world shit yeah oh <laughs> we cut back upstairs to tempest actually and your phone starts going off and you recognize that it's andy's number um they will answer it and they're like hey what's up Oh, uh, hey there. Um, uh, you, you doing okay? Yeah. You settled in? Just fine. How's, how's the hotel? Nice, yeah. It's, it's good. I'm out right now, but I'll be back in a bit. Okay. Um, I just, uh, are you, uh, have you seen your, uh, religious friend or whatever? Why? Is everything okay? Oh, <laughs> everything's, I mean, uh, sort of yes and, uh, sort of no. Um, it's, it's not... Like I'm, I'm fine. Um, at least Good. for the moment. It's, you know, those uh, those title fluctuations or whatever I was talking about. Yep. Well, it was it was bugging me, so I took a few more measurements today and I looked over them a little bit more. And mm-hmm. the couple I, I mentioned they're they're growing a little bit and they're also getting longer. And I took a couple measurements out uh, tonight, and I don't know the the arc of it or whatever as I can predict if it. It's getting pulled in way farther, which if it's like all the others, it's going to get pushed out again, which means that something like really big. And then the line goes dead. Hey. Hey. And you hear a loud thunderclap from above and there's a little bit of a spurt as some of the lights in the house like dim for a second. M and Dane, you would see more of the consequences of this as you guys are sitting out. There's a loud, same loud thunderclap. All the lights in the Flotsam and Jetsam bar and cafe go out, as do the lights all around you, as all of Sminfidge descends into a blackout. Oh, Andy!
certain is not real. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Megalodon no, no, no. is Hold real. On. Hold on. No, it isn't. You Fuck you. I do know that. But do we know what does exist? This wonderful podcast of ours. Aww. Aww. Aww.